0: You are listening to the Mercy View podcast. Mercy View exists to be a gospel-centered family of missional disciples to the glory of God and for the city's good. For more information about Mercy View, please visit our website at mercyview.com. Now, let's taste and see that the Lord is good. Please stand for the reading of God's word this evening. Now, we're going to be in Romans chapter 1, verses 8 through 12. This is Paul writing to the church in Rome. He says, first, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you, because your faith is proclaimed in all the world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son, that without any ceasing I mention you always in my prayers, asking that somehow by God's will I may now at last succeed in coming to you. For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. That is, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine.
1: This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Trey. Good evening. Good to see you. Welcome to Mercy View. My name is Brad, one of the pastors here. And if uh, you are visiting with us, we are so glad that you've joined us tonight. Honored to uh, have you here. Pray this service is a blessing to you. I'd love to meet you after the service. I'll be up front here. Um, When we are done. I want to piggyback on uh, some announcements for uh, this evening. Uh, This is actually Palm Sunday. This is the beginning of what the Christian church is traditionally known as Holy Week. Holy Week culminates uh, in next weekend uh, for Good Friday and Easter Sunday. And I want to tell you about a couple of cool things that um, we have ready for you on Friday night Um, We are excited to share with you a virtual Good Friday service at 6 p.m. That will be available on Facebook Live. We want to encourage you to take part in that together. Uh, If you're unable to see it at 6, it will be available after that time. But uh, there's real power and uh, excitement in being together, kind of though it's a virtual, uh, at the same time together at 6 p.m. We'd love for you to be a part of that. Um, The creative arts team and, and others have worked really hard on putting this together. It's going to be a beautiful time to remember the death of jesus and to prepare our hearts for really what is the next day holy saturday where we kind of sit in our um uh, recognition of of what the death of christ uh, is and and how we contribute to that and then we have the privilege of celebrating on easter sunday a week from now uh, same time as our normal worship gathering but i wanted to just say one real quick thing about that um easter sunday still uh, even in the midst of a pandemic, is an ideal time for you to invite someone that you're connected to in, in your life to come and hang out with us. Folks are, this is one of the times in the year that, that people are the most open in coming to church. And so I want you to be thinking about who that person or persons may be. And I wanna ask you to invite them to come and take part in our Easter celebration next Sunday night where we're gonna celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. So, uh, yeah, bring, bring somebody next week. It'd be really a special time uh, together. Well, about this time, uh, man, 11 years ago, our family uh, moved from St. Louis to Tulsa to start Mercy View. We had another, another family came with us. Um, there were some folks like the Mastins and the Floyds and others that were Hoyts who were a part of that early on as well. And um, about a year after we moved here, we launched publicly as a church. In a cafeteria in a Seventh Day Adventist church off of 11th, just to the east of TU, and uh, we uh, this year, this spring, essentially are celebrating our 10th anniversary as a church. And as you know, um, a 10th anniversary is a special thing. It's an exciting thing. It's something to make a big deal out of and to commemorate. Well, as the this is our first kind of big announcement um, tonight. We have a few announcements. In the midst of our state of the church, um, we had planned to party uh, for the 10th anniversary somewhere around. and uh, We launched on Easter Sunday, so it's always hard to do our anniversary on Easter Sunday every year. Feels like we don't want to draw attention away from from the resurrection of Jesus. So we've typically done it in and around there. We were headed down that road uh, for us this year, but we uh, just in thinking about. What we would want to do in order to come together and really celebrate what the Lord has done these last 10 years. The current setup for us, with the protocols and the need to just continue to be careful and wise, uh, we decided to push that forward to the fall in the hopes that we can party next, uh, like fall, fall of 2021, um, together where we can eat some good food together, um, we can embrace and celebrate what the Lord has done. Uh, so, uh, instead of doing that this spring, we're going to do it in the fall, a little bit past our 10th anniversary, but we hope by that time, by I mean, by God's grace, um, we'll be able to, uh, to really enjoy that time together. So, uh, just a little heads up there. So, what we're doing tonight is really unique. If you're visiting with us tonight, this is not what we typically do at all. Uh, sometimes I'll even say, like, this is more of teaching than preaching. It's actually... Not preaching or teaching tonight, really. Tonight is like kind of a family meeting. This is something we do annually where we talk about what the Lord is up to among us. And we just like to, to slow down, take stock, and look back at the last year, and then also talk about what, what the Lord is doing among us uh, now. And so, um, really, I want to do three things with you tonight. I do want to look back and celebrate the last year. Uh, I also want to look around and, and consider what the Lord is doing now uh, among us, and then lastly, I want us to to look in or look inward and so let's start with looking back and one thing I want to mention as we look back is every year we typically do something called a year in review uh, booklet for you, and so we're working furiously on that we're about to get that completed. We hope to get that to you this week uh, via email it'll just be a PDF, but it's looking really great. Um, Folks that have been working on that have done a great job, and you're going to be really encouraged. So you're going to see some of what I'm getting ready to talk about right now in that year in review. But I think you'll appreciate getting that. So be looking for that in your email this week. But let's talk about the last year. Um, a lot we could say, uh, and and I, I I'm encouraged by so 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 when I prepare the state of the church and look back at the last year, I'm, I'm th- I go back and I think through all of the things that have happened, and Man, 2020, more than any other year that uh, we've went through together as a church, uh, there'll never be a year like this again, probably. I mean, it was so, so disorienting and unique, but let me just say this. As I began to do that work this week and look back at the year, reflect on what the Lord has done, I am so encouraged Like, I want to talk about some of the highlights of last year, and it blows my mind that the Lord's faithfulness in the midst of a pandemic, really, we have some amazing things to celebrate that happened last year. And I just want to share uh, some of those with you real real quickly. First of all, uh, we celebrated three baptisms last year. Praise the Lord for that. We uh, received 17 new partners. Every new partner that became a partner last year, I said to them, that you're going to remember this forever, becoming a partner at Mercy View in in this year of pandemic. But uh, I also said to them, it blew my mind that anyone would want to become a partner with Mercy View during last year because of the uniqueness of of community and connecting and all that. It it really is a testament to the Lord's faithfulness to us, but also those that became partners. Their ability to, I hope, uh, just sort of see Mercy View for its rawness and all of its glory. Like just, there's not, um, there wasn't a whole lot last year um, that looked like what we've typically been before. And for the Lord to continue to bring people around the mission and vision of Mercy View is is pretty astounding. In in total, uh, we currently sit at um, 126 partners, adult partners. Uh, It's the most we've ever had as a church. Um, and if you add kids and kids are being added, it seems like daily, uh, here at Mercy View, we are at 192. Last year, we hired two new staff members, uh, a, a new full-time ministry assistant, Nikki Quaranta, who's doing a great job, and, and also a part-time director of creative arts and communications, uh, Janelle Peruzzi, uh, who's also doing a great job, thankful for her work. Get this, guys, last year in the midst of a pandemic, we planted two missional communities, two new missional communities, and one of them is on the campus of TU, bringing our total missional community count to 11 MCs here at Mercy. We're gonna talk a little bit more about some evidences of grace with that, but um, so encouraged by that. One of the things that I had the privilege of and, and Pastor John had the privilege of leading last year was something called the Men's Leadership Development Cohort, it was a year-long commitment that men made to walk through really four big categories of, of leadership development, character, uh, competency, chemistry, and culture. And we took the year to, to do that together. At the, at the end of it all, eleven—excuse me, 12 men uh, from Mercy View completed that process. They are to be commended for that. Um, it was a lot to read, a lot to work on, meetings, different things for us to do i um, thankful for those 11 men, or excuse me, 12 men that completed that. Uh, last year, we launched uh, something called the Women's Advisory Council. Uh, this is a group of ladies who, most of the, the ladies that are on the council were people you recommended to us to be a part of it. And Pastor John and I met with those uh, women a few times last year to hear their heart about how best we could serve women at Mercy View and and hear how uh, we could uh, uh, just, you uh, that we could partner together uh, in ministry moving forward. Great meetings, uh, really thankful for the ladies that were a part of that. Um, one of the things that I uh, I just want to highlight are some of the, the ways in which we had to be really nimble last year. One of the things that was very, uh, just like we realized very quickly is we've got to figure out a way to continue to worship apart from one another, right? So if you remember Sunday, uh, March the the 15th, I believe, um, was the first Sunday that that we said, hey, we're not gonna meet together as a church. Uh, That week, uh, I wanna just commend Stephen Attaway in particular, who uh, really at that time helped us, thankfully we had already been doing live stream stuff, but helped us figure out how to do that uh, to serve you. And as you know, uh, we were able to provide a live stream worship service Uh, beginning on that Sunday, and we really did that for a few months. Uh, While our family was on sabbatical, you guys um, transitioned to outdoor worship at the TMBN building, like the backyard of the TMBN building, just down the road from here, and uh, just really felt like that was the right thing to do at that time. People were sort of hankering to get together, to see one another, to worship together. That was an amazing spot for us to, to be uh for the period of time that we were there, again there for a few months as well. And and actually even during that time, even while we were gone, the directional team that was in place were having discussions about what it might look like for us to gather indoors uh at some point in the future. And the place that we're in right now is one of the places that the directional team was able to figure out, and uh man Memorial has just opened their arms to us here and, and been so generous. Uh, to allow us to come and worship here on, on Sunday evenings and give us really free reign to do whatever we need to do, use their equipment, uh, use other spaces in, in this uh, church. Uh, so grateful for this, uh, this uh, opportunity to be here at Memorial Baptist. I mentioned that uh, one of the events last year that was particularly significant for, for me and our family was you uh, gave us a three-month sabbatical uh June, July, and August. And I just want to again say to you, thank you for that. Uh that was so meaningful for us and our family. It was a great time of reconnection with one another and refreshment, but also getting re energized and 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 ready for this next season of ministry that the Lord uh we pray will give us. And so just again thank you for that. Thank you for your graciousness in allowing us to get away last year. Um, and uh, do that um, as a family. One of the things that uh, I want to just, uh, I don't know if you caught, but the the night that we commissioned Jim and Laura uh, Campbell to their work in the UK, we shared with you, J- John shared with you on video, uh, what your giving to the Christmas mission offering looked like. I don't know if you caught what he said, but I just want to... Um, Just take a moment to commend you as a church body for what you did how you rose to that occasion if you didn't hear what he said you gave six thousand one hundred dollars for jim and laura and the the work that they're doing to support them in in um, oldham and uh, man what a picture of generosity so grateful for that spirit that exists here at mercy view uh, one of the things that was true last year as well, if you, if you look at our, our numbers from a giving standpoint, um, we did not experience at all a dip or, you know, we didn't finish, uh, you know, in the red last year. You guys uh, continue to be faithful in your stewardship and in your giving. And, and I want to thank you just in general for that. I know on behalf of John and the stewardship team, they were just so blessed Uh, month in and month out seeing your faithfulness uh, in that. But in particular, just wanted to say thank you for the way that you blessed, and you did bless Jim and Laura uh, as we gave that special gift uh, to them. One of the things that uh, we were able to do last year is continue to train and equip uh, folks here. And, And, of course, that looked very different. A lot of it happened over Zoom and, uh, but, but nonetheless, we're grateful to be able to do that. One of the things I just wanted to uh, let you know about is that Trey Hopkins, who's our liturgist tonight, who you heard speak a while ago, um, finished his second year of a church planning residency in 2020 with us. He's now into year three um, with us here. Uh, we just love the Hopkins, so thankful for them and really grateful for the way that the Lord is, is growing them and preparing them. Uh, in the hopes to be able to see a, a church planted out of Mercy View in the future. So continue to pray for Trey and Ellen and their family, and, and for us as we walk with them and, and helping them get ready for that. Um, we were able to um, provide a, a Bible study for our Nourished Women. They went through the book of Jude in the fall. Um, just heard great things about that. Thankful for the leadership that, that led that, and also the ladies that participated in that. We were also able to um, do a few equip groups, uh, last year we did a purity group last year we did a, a racial harmony uh, uh, equip group uh, last year as well and, and, and also just a, a late fall uh, we did a an equip group on change how do you change and was attended uh, so well so I'm grateful to be able to still do that even though it looked a little different last year um, but thankful for the opportunities we had to continue to equip and train folks I've already mentioned this a few times. Let me just talk about um, just what you, because of your giving, we were able to support last year uh, in mission. Uh, The big one, and of course this was so difficult for many of us that knew and loved Jim and Laura, but uh, uh, your giving, um, we made a commitment to begin to support them in 2021, but we made that commitment, commitment in 2020. And uh, not only giving support financially to them, but really when you think about what happened there with Jim and Laura, we gave them. You guys gave Jim and Laura to another church, to another people, their heart to serve Persian and Pakistani uh, communities, which is what Olden Bethel is doing there. Um, they're having an opportunity to uh, continue to to work towards that passion and that gifting. And so I'm, I just wanna, i want you to recognize that sometimes we don't just gift our our money right we gift our best people and you guys did that you we we all did that and of course we commissioned them a few weeks ago and uh, they're doing great settled in they found a place to live uh there and uh hearing great things about what the lord is doing here's some of the other ways that your giving has supported uh, mission at Mercy View in 2020 your giving has helped us support the church planning network that we're a part of acts 29 uh, you've also helped to support both the local Baptist Association here uh, in town, as, as well as um, uh, the Southern Baptist Convention through the Lottie Moon Offering last year. Um, we've also had the privilege to support a few church plants. Uh, you might remember this from our budget meeting. We, we, we told you about these folks, but, uh, and some of them have been folks we've supported for a few years. But one is Rooted Joplin, which is a, a young church in Joplin, Missouri, uh, led by Rodney Rambo. Uh, Rodney's actually spoken at Mercy View a few times back in the early days of Mercy View but we love Rodney love the work they're doing there they're growing and i um, excited to be able to support them we also are continuing your, your giving is continue to help us support uh, Redeemer Stillwater our friends there and just down the road and Brian Paget who leads uh, that work there um, we are grateful to be able to continue to support him um, I'm also just as a way to serve him uh, I serve on his advisory board with some other pastors to, just to continue to help uh, them be healthy and strong. Another church that you're giving is helped support is a church called Gospel Life Church. Gospel Life Church is based in Cape Girardeau, Missouri which is basically where I'm from and uh, Matt McDonald and Greg Schwab lead that work there and actually they planted a church in my hometown of Jackson, Missouri which is just to the north of Cape Girardeau uh, last year, early last year and uh, it's been a difficult year for them, as you can imagine, a new church start in, in COVID-19 times. But uh, they're, they're striving and, and working and um, praying the Lord would bless their efforts there. Um, we're also uh, just continuing to be grateful to support uh, Justin and Megan Shell, who we love, and, and their work with Lausanne and Pioneers, um, and also the Union Hub, which uh meets down the road here that Justin helps uh lead um, grateful to support them financially to see the the work of of really solid theological training happen in our own city here. Uh it's needed by the way and so we're we're, we're grateful to be able to support that. And then also our continued support for uh, uh international ministry on the campus of TU, grateful to be able to support them financially, your giving helps support that. Uh the uh International Student Ministries there on campus. All right, that's it for looking back. That's a lot to celebrate. Look, those are highlights in the midst of a really, really difficult year. God was faithful and, and gracious and showed favor to us. And uh, I, I, on my reflection of last year, I'm just so grateful for what the Lord did in and through you. Thank you for all the ways that you served and participated in the work of God last year. All right, what I wanna do next is do a real quick look at what's happening around us right now, like taking stock of of where we are. Um, You know, we still find ourselves um, figuring out how best to respond to COVID-19. We are trying to be wise, trying to be, I used this word earlier, prudent. Um, We wanna continue to think about love of neighbor, and so we are really grateful. I just wanna commend you for something. personally, I have not experienced at at all, I think, I mean, I'd really, I I had a hard time even thinking of an example this week of anyone coming to me and saying, Brad, I am really upset with the protocols that you guys have. Um, Now, maybe you've just not told me, (laughs) told others, but um, I I wanna commend you for, even in the midst of maybe if that's a struggle for you, the way that you have um, honored that here at Mercy View, I just wanna say thank you to that Um, again we're doing the best that we can to try to take in all the factors to make that decision and uh, I'm just so grateful and thankful for the way that you have responded with grace towards that Uh, let's just be honest that's not always the the case or hasn't always been the case uh, in every church even in our own country and so I'm just grateful for that even if you have a difference of opinion on that I'm grateful for the way that you've honored our desire there As we think about that and as we start to look at some of the numbers, whether that's new cases or hospitalizations or even deaths, um, we are noticing, it seems, the numbers are are coming down, and we're grateful for that, some factors contributing to that. Um, But we just want to reiterate something that we said at the beginning of this process uh, as it relates to making these decisions, even in 2020, we said to you, we we really don't want to be The first people out there, um, you know, deciding to relax protocols uh, until we've had an opportunity to see what others who've relaxed their protocols look like. I hope that makes sense. So in other words, if and when we were to hear the city or the the state or or whoever, CDC, recommending certain things and we start to see some of those protocols relaxed, you're going to find that we're not going to do it right away. Because we want to, again, be wise and prudent in that and be careful. And so uh, it doesn't mean we're going to wait forever, but we want to make a very educated and informed and prayerful decision um, as it relates to that. And so uh, as of tonight, we don't really have any new information uh, related to that. We're going to need to continue to stay on the track we're on as it relates to protocols, particularly in gathered (coughs) gathered worship. So um, let's talk a little bit about just worship gathering stuff. And, and what I want to do with this is give you a window into what we are understanding is happening to the, the church in general in America or has happened over the last year and where we kind of find ourselves uh, uh, in, in that. And so one of the one of the ways for us to measure what the Lord is doing among us is to, to, to look at what's happening on Sunday evenings and uh, look at the numbers on Sunday evenings. So one of the things that we're... Um, we want you to know is we are currently at about 50% of where we were pre-COVID for our worship gathering attendance. Um, so, about half. Now, what does that mean? Well, if you look at some of the folks that are grabbing statistics and, and making sense of all this, um, we find ourselves in, in a, a third of what most churches in our country are experiencing. And, and there's about 30% of of churches um, that are, uh, they have either few, few, or under fifty percent, or up to seventy percent. Um, that's about thirty percent of of most churches here uh, in our country. Um, there's another. There's others who are experiencing more like seventy to hundred percent attendance. So very similar to what what they were experiencing pre-COVID, we're in that that we're in that category of of around half. Okay, so um, we're not discouraged by that at all. In fact, just thinking about starting this in October, and what we have seen is a slow uptick uh, in our worship attendance on on Sunday evenings. And we recognize worship attendance doesn't is not like the only metric we should care about, but it is a helpful one for us to sort of look at and measure. And so we are. Firmly in that first group, less than half, we hope to see an increase over the next few months and even more maybe into that like 70% range. So in order for us to do that, we really would like to see us um, have about 40 more folks be joining us on average uh, in the months to come. And and so we know we got to kind of get there, move towards that. It's not going to happen overnight. And uh, for, for those of you that are here tonight, I'm, I'm maybe in some ways preaching to the choir, um, but for those that have been considering this or maybe you are here tonight and you're, you're, um, you uh, haven't been able to be here because of, of very good reasons, you're high risk and want to be careful, so, so grateful that you're here. But like, um, for those that are maybe even watching online, we'll talk a little bit more about this here at the end, but just want you to consider what it looks like to re-engage Uh, in this space on a consistent uh, basis. We'd love to see those numbers continue uh, to move up. One of the questions that we've been asked is, what is our plan uh, moving forward for worship? And uh, what we would just want to say to you is that uh, we're really happy here at Memorial. Thankful for, again, the generosity that Memorial has given us. One of the real interesting things that's happening is that before we even moved here, we were doing outdoor worship. in the evening and you guys kind of got used to that or got at least you were okay with that and and we were able to keep that uh, time slot for this obviously memorial meets on Sunday morning so we could not meet at the same time with them and it's causing us as leaders to just kind of ask that question maybe more than we ever have does it matter what time we meet during the day now listen I know that there's a lot that baked into that question Um, one of the challenges I know at this time for a lot of families is, is bringing kiddos and all that like there's there's just always going to be, no matter what time you choose, even in the morning, um, there's difficulties there. And so we're gonna do our best to continue to sort of monitor and see what's going on and try to make the best decision that we can. But for, for where we are right now, we really don't um, have a, a, a real strong inclination that we need to do anything different than we're currently doing. So for the time being, we're, we're planning on hanging out here at Memorial at 5 uh, p.m. for our, our worship gatherings. Okay, Um, let's talk missional communities. This is actually really fun to talk about. Um, When you look at some of the statistics and some of what people are finding about small group ministry, um, most churches are at about 60% of where they were pre-COVID. In other words, 60% participation, 60% um, attendance. So let's just say a church has 10 small groups. Um, Most churches are finding that six of those 10 are still meeting. And the others maybe have pushed pause or maybe some of them have gone away. I'm happy to report to you, we have 100% participation um, with our MCs. We didn't lose any MCs last year. We actually gained two uh, during the pandemic. And so we're not only uh, at 100%, but uh, we've actually grown there. And so uh, I want to commend Ryan and his work with uh, the missional community network here at Mercy View. I also also want to commend our leaders. One of the things last year that was so difficult was to try to like figure out how to respond to new challenges. And if you're an MC leader or you were an MC leader last year, I just want to say how proud I am of you. You uh, responded with creativity and intentionality. Uh, enduring through some really difficult things. And I am just so grateful for that. And I really, one of the things that I think about, we talked about as leaders is I, what really happened last year on the missional community piece was a such a great foundation had been built. It was able to weather last year. And we are so grateful for that. And I know that we're all still trying to figure out what the MC thing looks like for us. And all, groups are doing different kinds of things. And hopeful someday soon to be able to, to kind of do what we've typically done where we everybody's together and hanging out, but um, we're going to continue to just be patient on that and wise and uh, trust our leaders of our MCs to make those decisions. Um, as I think about those two contexts for us, there's a lot more we could talk about there, but um, here, here's what I want to say to you. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. It was a tough year, but when we look at our giving numbers, we look at folks um, their participation in community, um, even as we've started to meet uh, on Sunday evenings, whether outside uh, or inside, um, you have endured. And I am so grateful for that. And, and I'm, just, I'm just telling you, we're gonna make it. And it's gonna, this is gonna be uh, a year of transition, I think, moving back towards things as normal. But um, we're gonna be patient, wait on the Lord there. Let me just mention a few more things. Um, as you know, we, we like to remind you of our values here. Uh, at Mercy View, Gospel, Community, and Mission. Let me just mention a few things related to those values as, as I think about what's happening now and, and around us. Um, we are, next week obviously is Easter Sunday, but the following week we are actually going to jump into an eight-week series on what's next for us as a church. I'm kind of holding off on some of that uh, tonight because I don't want to give away everything, but uh, in two weeks we want to begin a series called Next. Next the future of Mercy View and spend eight weeks talking uh, with you about what we believe the next 10 years for us at Mercy View look like. Um, it's going to be an exciting series. I'm really looking forward to that. Going to talk about our values, talk about future desires, church planning, cultural engagement, things like that. Um, we're we're going to look at the book of Malachi on the other side of that. Looking forward to getting into the Old Testament. Uh, we're going to do some, some other things. One thing I just want to highlight in the fall that we're going to start um, I waited 10 years to do this, and it's going to take us a while to get through this, but um, we are going to begin the majestic book of Romans in the fall. And it's probably going to take us a while. Um, and, and I'll just, part of it's because we're not going to necessarily, uh, you know, just preach through it until we finish it. We'll be taking breaks um, in, in, in the series to look at some other things, but uh, we are planning on making our way through the entire book over the course of the next two or three years. In spurts, and so I'm so pumped about that. Looking forward to that. The series is called "Rain R E I G N of Grace," the Book of Romans. Hey, I want to um, just uh, mention uh, some some stuff as it relates to mission uh, among us. We are um, continuing to consider what it looks like for us as a church to participate in racial harmony in our city. This year is the hundred year anniversary of the Tulsa Race Massacre. And uh, we would do well to consider what our role is in helping, you know, be a part of uh, racial harmony. It's a, it's a tough topic. There's a lot of opinions, a lot of difficulty surrounding that issue. But we are um, committed to being a part of the solution and stepping into that conversation. And so stay tuned on some of that. We'll talk about some of that more um, in the next series. But um, excited to talk more uh, about that. I want to actually invite our uh, deacon for mission, uh, Justin Shell, real quickly to share with you some things that relate to uh, uh, this mission value here in, in a particular category of mission that's really a part of the leading edge of mission at Mercy View. And uh, I'll let Justin tell you what that is, but uh, Justin, good to have you, brother. All right. Yeah, man. Uh,
0: greetings, Mercy View, I'm Justin Schell. Um, If you heard the last sermon in the Spirit series, the Holy Spirit series we did, you heard that the Spirit empowers us for witness for mission. He sends us out. And so we want to become more and more intentional again as hopefully the the COVID numbers continue to go down. But even if they don't, how can we be more intentional about uh, living out that calling to be on mission uh, with God? And so we've got a couple of things that we're, we're working on to Help you, help us do that. The first thing I want you to know about is a course called Christianity Explored. Now, this is um, maybe you know people who have questions about the faith. That they could be a skeptic, they could be someone who's sincerely seeking, but they they really maybe you think they need a safe space to be able to explore questions about Jesus, the Word, who is Jesus, what's what's this Bible thing. Uh, They've got questions, they need space, and they need someone to walk along with them. And so Christianity Explored is a course designed for that. It's going to be seven weeks. We're going to start April 26th. It'll meet here at Memorial from 6 to 7.30. Um, You'll see the details and all that in the next few weeks. But what I want you to know now is that um, Christianity Explored is a great tool but the thing about tools is they're no good if someone doesn't use them. And so what do we need from you? We need you, Mercy View, to be thinking about the people in your sphere of influence who need Jesus, who have questions, who are either searching or running. <laughs> and what would it take for you to, to go to them, a phone call, uh, a, a coffee date and say, I know you've, you've got questions, I would be honored to walk with you as you as you look at God's word, as you ask questions, as you wrestle. I would be honored to walk with you as you do that. And so we've got a tool, Christianity Explored, a, a course where they're going to have a safe place to do that. But it's only as good as as will we use it. And so we're going to have some, some things to help you invite people. There will be cards actually out back that you can take and you can uh, – give to someone but again we want to encourage you think through your sphere of influence who can you invite who is far from God who needs Jesus who has questions Uh, the second thing we want you to know about which kind of goes with that second piece is that we're going to be going through I don't would you call it a campaign initiative an initiative um, essentially asking the question what would it look like if every Christian committed this year uh, to, to pray for and reach out to one person that they know. So the, the question is, who's your one? Who's, and, and so in, in the case of Christianity Explored, maybe who's the one person I'm going to invite? But even more than that, who's the one person, and feel free to have two or three, but who's the one person that I'm going to begin to pray for regularly, start moving towards them, uh, and, and to intentionally start to share about Jesus with them. We believe this works best when MCs work together on this. Uh, you know, the, my one has a question I don't know the answer to. Well, great, we're in community. Let's, let's work together. I'm scared to share with my one. Can someone go with me? Right? I, I, I'm praying for my one, but who will pray with me for my one? And so we, we want to encourage MCs to really embrace this, to really start to practice. Uh, what you're going to learn through this Who's Your One um, initiative. Over the next few weeks, we're going to give you more information because it really is its going to be a journey for us where we start with prayer. And so that's, I think, the last thing I would say is, please, let's be praying now for the Christianity explored class. Let's be praying for the Who's Your One uh, initiative as well. Gather your lists as an MC. the one, who's your one, you know, the ten of us are ones. Let's be praying for them together. Let's start now thinking through who am I going to invite? Who am I going to make my one? Um, these, are, these are tools, but they're only as helpful as, uh, as we, if we use them. And um, we're praying for you. There will be more information in the, the days and the weeks ahead on both these
1: things. Yeah. Thanks, Justin. Yeah, we wanted to introduce these things to you tonight, and as he said, we'll be getting more information to you in the weeks to, to come. Um, I want to close this evening with uh, just a, a really exciting announcement, something that uh, really relates to our family life here as, as a church. Um, as you know, uh, your, your current roster of elders and pastors is two. It's myself and, and John Maston. And we have been praying and considering what the Lord is doing um, among us as it relates to seeing that team grow. And we are excited tonight to share with you some uh, information as it relates to that. So to that end, I want to invite Pastor John forward, but I also want to invite John Floyd and Ryan Hoyt forward at this time. Up on stage with us. Is Ryan close? There he is. He's coming. He's being a dad. All right. Um as Ryan makes his way, way forward, um, let me just preface this by saying um, what we are doing tonight is significant in this moment. Uh, what we are uh, wanting to express to you, John and I, is that we feel that, that these two men, John Floyd and Ryan Hoyt, um, meet the qualifications of what it means to be an elder, and uh, we have Uh, done a a lot of work with him. In fact, let me just explain um, some of what's happened. So, I mentioned earlier the Men's Leadership Development Cohort. Um, One of the ways that you could describe what we did in the cohort was uh, elder training. You know, we were training all of the men up to what it looks like to be an elder. So, really what John and Ryan accomplished through finishing that last year was they were uh, essentially trained over the course of a year um, in, in what it looks like to be an elder. In other words, it's sort of the equivalent of what we would do if we brought someone before you and presented them to you and said, on a cursory level, we feel like these men are qualified, but we want to take a, a year to test them. Um, we really did that last year. Now, they didn't necessarily know that as we, we were doing it, but we were, we were doing that with them. As we completed that year, John and I had discussions about all the men that were a part of that, that cohort. And, and, you know, some of the men were young, and some of what we wanted to encourage them in was like, just be faithful and think about continuing to serve faithfully in the areas that you're already in. We talked about, you know, other things with some of the other men. But um, one of the hopes that we had coming out of the cohort last year is that the Lord, by His grace, would give us um, a, a sense of how he might want to expand our elder team. And we felt um, at the end of that process that uh, John and Ryan were those two men. And so we are excited tonight to share with you that we are presenting John and Ryan to you officially tonight as what we call elder candidates. So here's what that means. Typically, again, in the past, we presented an elder candidate to you and tested and trained them for About a year. It really is kind of our discretion. Sometimes it can take longer. But uh, we've already done that, okay? So what we would typically do on the tail end of that process is bring those men back before you and say, here are these men who we believe meet the qualifications. We want to give you a month to bring any concerns or uh, questions that you have to us. And if we don't receive anything that would cause us to push pause on the process, we are going to install them at the end of that month. Because of the uniqueness of last year's cohort and because we're not doing what we've typically done in the past, we want to take a little bit longer to allow you to ask questions and observe and bring any concerns that you may have to us. And so instead of a month, we're going to take three months together. So beginning tonight uh, through the end of July, essentially, um, we want to be available, John and I want to be available to you. For any of those conversations please do not hesitate to reach out to us um, if after those three months we uh, feel like we these are the right men at this time for this role um, our plan is to install them as elders on Sunday July the 11th so I know that's a little bit down the road but we are excited uh, to be able to share this information with you John, Ryan, grateful for you guys to be a part of this process. But just so you know, too, we've been meeting with them intentionally over the last three months, and we're going to continue to be meeting with them over the next three months while you consider follow, uh, following them as leaders uh, intentionally in, in training and testing as well. So we've, we've continued that process. It'll ultimately be six months um, beginning in January through, through June. So um, please let us know if you have any questions about this. We'll be sending some information out to you this week more specifically on them. And another thing I would just mention, over the next three months, we want to give you an opportunity to get to know John and Ryan a little bit more. Most of you know them well. Part of what we hope tonight is is as you look up here on stage, you kind of go, oh, well, of course, you know, right. But we understand that some of you are newer and, and, and may need to get to know them. And so we're going to be talking and thinking about some ways for you to, to do that, whether that's hearing them share their heart, their testimonies, their faith stories with you in certain settings, or just just some, some ways to, to get you connected with them. We're going to be thinking about that over the next three months as well. As we conclude, I want to ask Pastor John to pray for these next three months. Um, pray for you, pray for John and Ryan, and ask that the Lord would give us clarity and direction and guidance on this Uh, we believe that's a prayer he wants to answer so we're going to lift that up tonight and after john is is uh is done trey you can come up and and close us out go ahead john